Welcome to episode 154 of the Black and Fashion Podcast. Did I say that right? I believe so. Yeah, I had to check, right? You know? I've been, it's been a long day, right? Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, is that the right one? Am I giving the same energy that I was giving earlier? <laughs> that is funny. Okay. Right? You know? You know? All right. So, um, today's episode, we have Ron. Ron is a designer and CEO of Majesty 22 and the First Empress. Uh, it's a clothing line that produces both custom and retail clothing for women and men. We're going to dive a little deep into his background, learn a little bit about where he's from, his story, his design aesthetics, and all of that good stuff. But y'all know that we don't start no episode without doing this or that first. So, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions. You're going to tell me what you prefer over the other. All right. See what I got up my sleeve today. Crew neck or V neck? Crew neck. Um, trench coat or motorcycle jacket? Trench coat. Nike or Adidas? Nike. Okay, you quick with yours. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just I like, I like you quick with yours. Um, yeah. Chelsea boot or a loafer? Chelsea boot. Light wash denim or dark wash? Dark wash. Okay, all right. That's some good ones, actually, now that yeah. I think about it. Okay. <laughs> so, I like to learn a little bit about you and where you're from. So, tell us where you're from mm-hmm. and tell us when that fashion book bit you. Yes. Because it, it, it bit you because you're styling today. Yes, okay, I'm yes, here for, yes, I'm here yes, for yes, it. I'm here yes. for the detail. I am a detail girl. Okay. I love the leather patch. I love everything. So, I need to know when this bug hit you, what happened to grandma teach you how to sew? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes, um, so uh, I'm from Miami, Florida. Nice. Um, but my mother's family is from Far Rockaway. Okay. Yes. Um, in terms of uh, the fashion bug, I felt like I came out the womb. Uh, <laughs> she said that. She said I, was, I got bit at birth. <laughs> right, 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 right. I came out the womb with the sense of fashion. No, um, to be honest, I, I believe this is something that um, my mother instilled in me. Okay. Um, when I felt uh, the bug bit me, so to speak. I must have been five, right? But um, my mother's a very upscale, classy woman, right? And she made sure, even though I was in the house, playing with other kids, um, she would just drape me in my best gear. Because her thing, or her claim to fame was that um, you want to be uh, respected and you want to be um, looked at the way that you present yourself Absolutely. and so um, and I remember being the most dressed out of all the kids you know even while we would be playing soccer because uh, obviously I don't know if I said that earlier um, I was born in Haiti oh, and uh, Haitian? I'm okay. Haitian okay. yes 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 Ooh, y'all. <laughs> yeah and uh, <laughs> w- with that said <laughs> Maybe, maybe we, we have parts of Miami okay. that we would call the yams. 
Okay, but, so um, that's what they were talking about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But not um, the whole Miami. I, I would. It's certain um, parts of Miami that they I would differ, else. yeah. Okay. I mean, um, we can get into that later if you want to expand, <laughs> but uh, we can get into the urban myth and the urban culture because mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I'm very well-rounded. Okay. But yeah, um, going back to uh, maybe just um, that time, so I, I felt as though um, she was basically um, culture me how to dress. And, you know, growing up, you know, I had the privilege of going to church, and so I had the opportunity to exhibit some of what she um, showed me and it, it, it was history from there. Nice. Yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. So how would you describe your design aesthetic? Like if you could describe your brand in like three words or you know, how would you describe it? In three words, right? Yeah. I'm trying to follow directions. You don't have to be three. You can give me more no, than three. No, no, I mean, you can give listen. me more. You can give me a whole paragraph. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean listen, um I, I wanna be short and sweet. Uh, three words. I want to say, royal. Okay. Um, revolutionary. And the last word I want to say, sophisticated. Okay. Royal, yeah. revolutionary, and sophisticated. Yes. I like that. Yeah, okay. yeah. All right. Yeah. Would you say that because you do a lot of custom stuff? Is it hard to stay like consistent in that? Because as people come to you, they're like, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Or are you able to kind of like really like, you know, put your design and your creativity into it and not like, I just feel like with custom work designers, mm -hmm. that they be trying to make us not, I don't do it no more. I'm out the game. I've been out the game for a long time. Man, you look but like you're still in the game. I'm not like, in the game. Everything that you're wearing is just. I make clothes still. Yeah. I do still make clothes. I own a factory. Um, right, right. So I still make clothes yeah. and I de and I design like handbags and stuff like that. But custom, I cut that. Uh, okay. I cut custom in like 2016. But I started doing custom when I was 18 years old. I'm almost 35. Uh, so I was doing it for a long time. I had a big clientele in Chicago. Mm. The same thing. But do you find that people be trying to come to you like like you a seamstress? Like oh, can you make this with me? And it's like nothing to do with yours. It's I've had people come to me asking me to make curtains and like stuff, like you know like you know things like that. But do you yeah. find that it's hard to stay true to like your brand and like your aesthetic when it's always people coming at you asking you to make just like random stuff? Or does that even happen to you? Um, yes, it has happened. Mm -hmm. um, actually, uh, early on when I first started. Mm -hmm. Uh, my market was more in the clubs, right? Okay. So um, I was the person that would go to the club and then I would have all my business cards on me. Okay. And the club goers are the ones that would literally come up to me and say, oh, you do fashion? Yo, um, I like what you got on, but I want you to do X, Y, Z. Okay. And, you know, they, they would have a picture or vision in their um, minds. And, and I would um, say, yeah, you know, I could do X, Y, Z because I sketch my um, demos, my flats, my silhouettes. Mm -hmm. And from there, you know, you could pick if you need me to adjust it. You know, if you want me uh -huh. to put a strap there, a button there. And, you know, they'll say, well, yeah, you know, when can I um, circle back with you? And that would be, you know, the, 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 the following, the follow-up. But, yeah, I, I did see people that always came up to me with, um, you know, can you do this, can you do that? And um, that was their game. When you said um, you do custom, the mm -hmm. first reply was, can you make me this, can you make me that? But no, I can't say I've had somebody ask me to make a curtain. I've had some No, I know people would um, take advantage of doing so, 
and 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 I found a a pitch when I market my my brand. I would say, hey, listen, you don't know Louis, you don't know the person. In case um, of trying to maybe go to the store and buy something, but you didn't know Virgil Abloh firsthand. You couldn't communicate with him. Sure. And I said that was the advantage of coming to me and say, hey, can you make X Y Z? But um, I never got that's a curtain. True. I never got a curtain. Well, that's good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, curtains are a little bit um. No, because it's you know, it, to me when somebody try to put you in seamstress role as a designer, right. it can stagnate you because right. of course a lot of times, honestly, I mean, when I first moved in, even back then in Chicago, like that whole like struggling artist thing is like a thing. So it's like, right. of course I'm gonna do this shit. <laughs> I want the money, you know. So mm. I'm gonna take the order. But what I found was that I was just saying yes to everybody, and I felt mm. like after a while I needed to vet clients, of course, and like take my time. But I eventually was just like, I enjoy helping people more than I like making designs myself. I like helping others create theirs. I love the pattern make. I love sewing. I love draping. Like. I'll make your samples, so that's why I pivoted my business to to like focus on just helping designers. And I teach, I'm a teacher at FIT. Like I have a podcast. Like I'm just I'm more of an educational resource, and I'll do this stuff. But like me, like designing, like for someone, no. But if you need help with your designs, I got you. I'm very creative. Gotcha, you know, gotcha. Makes yeah. sense. Yeah, Makes but sense. that I had to I had to tap out. I'm just like I'm tired of this shit. And then prom yeah. and wedding season stresses me out. Right. Yeah, right. and I think I got really overwhelmed during like a prom season. Mm. How do, you, do you do prom or weddings? I, or? I don't do proms uh -huh. and I don't do weddings. See, you wouldn't even be stressed out. I was stressed. What yeah. about maternity? Uh, say it again. Maternity? maternity. Like, you know, the so, baby showers to be all elaborate and they be wearing them dresses and the guy and the girl got a match. Right. So, <laughs> um, I don't get those kind of people. Maybe, you know, um, you uh, were more of a uh, designer seamstress mm -hmm. um when people ask me i stick to uh designing yeah i was young though oh okay yeah, I okay young. i was yeah, doing yeah, this yeah, in like yeah, early yeah. 20s i haven't done it and i ain't even done it past 26 like i was doing this very you. early on got yeah. you yeah for me it was more so i told them exactly what i did mm -hmm. men's blazers and women's dresses so that's it so yeah, you have a very I, very niche category yes. blazers and dresses like that's yes. what you want See, I shouldn't have did that, but back then I was like, I wasn't. I was just doing whatever. You, you gotta show your skills. <laughs> exactly, and, just and, doing and, whatever. You know, and and listen, uh, if you're flexible, that's great. Mm -hmm. I think in the business you need to be. Absolutely. And, and I'm sure you made a lot of um, not only clientele but customers. Yeah. Um, I wish I were that flexible. I have, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that t the team or the All resources right. to do that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I kind of like stick to the stick to what my, you have. my my sure. thing. Makes yeah. sense. Are you school taught or are you self taught? Um, self taught. Self taught. Yeah. Do you find it challenging sometimes? I find like sometimes self taught designers when they didn't necessarily go to school for it. Your creativity is there, but sometimes the execution is a little bit challenging. Have you ever had any issues with like execution? Like I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, execution uh, comes hard, um, and, and because I'm not a simple person, mm -hmm. I, I like the details and some of the um, in intricate designs to be um, on all my things. Cause I, so basically the reason being is um, I don't believe in slapping a label onto the jacket or um, dress, right? right? I mean, let alone just the jacket because obviously we don't slap labels on dresses, right? Um, Not you, though. Right, right. Label. Some have, but, you know, yeah. just uh, the, the the type of um, I vision like that, I have though. for my yeah, brand. I don't, really, I don't like labels everywhere. So I yeah. 
So so what 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 I did, I wanted to make sure that there was something that when the person saw that jacket, they they, they should know that yo, or they they, they would know this is um, my jacket. Right. So the challenge came in um, the design that I had as a vision. So I sketched the drawing or the silhouette, and then I'll go to the seamstress and then um, give it to them. And then you know when they gotta replicate that design, um, which now it, it's it's almost like okay, you take a flat or a silhouette from um, just on paper, mm -hmm. right? Now they gotta cut it. Now right. they have to construct it. And and there were times you know I felt as though my designs were being compromised because they were not as I sketched them. Mm -hmm. But I understand that um, they were not feasible because too many designs one cost you way more to um, you know I'm not a pattern maker mm -hmm. so my designs only come from the the sketches mm -hmm. right straight out of the box I don't uh, use so you sketch paper. it and you have a seamstress that just makes it she don't actually make a pattern for it she, she just make doesn't it. make a pattern for it she just makes she it. just makes it Interesting. Right. Well, I guess it's custom. Like, you really only custom. need a pattern if you're, like, going as, like, mass Re production retail. because you got to make a whole bunch yeah. of different sizes exactly. and stuff like that. When I did custom, I didn't really make patterns as much. Now I make them like crazy because I do mostly collections. Right. Um, but, yeah. See? And that's the part about it I love. I love pattern making. Mm. A lot of people love that. A lot of people just I love pattern making. That. Yeah. You I know? Love. That's how I built my business. So I built an entire business just from being a good pattern maker. Like, being a good... I'm good at garment construction. I'm good at fit, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's men, women, kids. It doesn't matter. I work in a lot of different areas, but yeah, that's like my bur pattern making is my bread and butter. Yeah, yeah. and I could see why because uh, if you have a pattern, right, you can always reproduce that, um, so to speak, blazer dress. Mm -hmm. And all you have to do is just grade it. Yeah, okay? absolutely. You just gotta enlarge it, which whichever you know size you're going by. Mm -hmm. But um, in this case, um, I'm still constructing. The, the, the system of what I want my business to be so uh, in, in due time I'm gonna have patterns but gotcha. well, you know I, yeah yeah well, oh yeah you know, yeah you know I'm taking come. notes mentally right and when you had your opening statement you said hey I make XYZ and you know I'm a seamstress I I I'm sure you know you make patterns before mm -hmm. you even said it. You know, I own a factory. It's in yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I see you on um, IG. Oh, all right, duh. I even <laughs> asked you a question. When was that class? That was me. right. Okay, and I you know to... how many inquiries I did. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I was just and like, you reply and listen. Uh, for those, who... it may have not have been me, but it could have been me. I don't even know because I can't hey, see. Listen, <laughs> it probably was uh, me though. I'll probably reply. For, for those of you watching this interview. You replied fast, and I liked it because it seems as it was me then. Uh, it was you because if I wanted to go with someone in the service mm -hmm. because of your um, instant reply, I would go with you. Oh. I think that in in this day and age, you mm -hmm. know, I've actually um, got myself more on the business savvy side, and okay. that that is a huge um, you know upside. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know what? It's I don't like nothing to sit. I don't like having no notifications. So I, I'm fast on email. I'm fast on. I'm pretty fast on a lot of things, unless I don't have my phone in front of me. Um, but I'm pretty fast too. So I have another segment. It's called "It's a Success" or "It's a Disaster." Can you tell me about a time like in your career and in your business where something went maybe bad, but you learned something from the experience that you maybe adopted in the future? Yeah. Um, 
know you got a good story. <laughs> I do, I do. Um, and and it was a humbling and a teaching moment. Okay. Right. So, um, and I want to look into the viewers, um, well, in this case, in this camera, and tell the mm -hmm. viewers for people out there who think that um, maybe, hey, you know, um, fashion is a hustle or um, let me make this quick money. It's it's not. Facts. Um, <laughs> Facts. I had to learn the hard way. And not that it was uh, just a hustle for me. Obviously, you want to make money, right? But um, I did my first fashion show in 2019 before I was just a guest on different shows, okay. right? But um, having my own show and producing my own show, that um, sound like a lot. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that was a, it was a success hmm. and a disaster. So the reason why I said um, two answers, why I answered, um, you know, with two answers, um, that the question that you posed is that um, the program itself uh -huh. was great, but the outcome, the results of it, ticket sales, were not up to par as far as the money that was invested in the money that. Um, so you didn't see a return on the investment. We didn't see a return. Actually, we might have seen um, a loss. A loss. Uh, yeah, okay. by by. You didn't break even. Um, not even. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it was like a two thousand dollars loss. Mm -hmm. You know, just if if I may quote the figures. To be honest, that was a disaster. To me. Okay, I could say. Well, I mean, I, I did mine in college. My first like fashion show production. Yeah. Mine was the same. Like I spent a lot more. Now I did yeah. it through the college or yeah. whatever, and the college gave us certain things, but a lot of things that we ended up having to pay for out of pocket. And I literally took my tax return, and I paid for a lot of stuff out of pocket. And yeah. then the ticket sales. I mean, I got a lot of money back. I think I broke even. Mm. I don't. I didn't make no money. Though. I didn't make a goddamn dime. I know that for sure. But I think I or a little bit right under breaking even. Right. But I think that's trial and error with your, you know, your first show. Um. I mean, yeah, it was a trial and error type of thing. But um, I, I would say in terms of, I had a co-producer. So okay. I like to go to war, I want to say, with backup guns. If I may use that, I don't know. This is, I don't know, is this a family show? No, I say all type of shit on him. Okay, all right. So, you know. Um, I'm like, I say all type of shit. This is a very yeah, raw. Yeah, double strap. Raw. Let me just use that, right? Um, so I, I didn't want it to flop. Mm -hmm. So that's the reason why I had a co-producer, someone who had been producing shows. Mm -hmm. um, and that woman, I was a guest designer on her show before. Okay. So with that said, um, I would have hoped to have a greater turnaround, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I was, uh, it was something that I devoted a lot of time and resources into. Mm-hmm. I, I, it was a trial and error. I learned from it. And um, I think if I were to do a fashion show again, like where I would um, uh, definitely learn from the previous one. Yeah. Do you think that they're profitable? Because I find like these days, sometimes it's better to maybe do a pop-up, maybe do some type of virtual fashion show. I find that these days, like fashion shows is cool and all, but the amount of money you put into it, unless you sell like a whole bunch of stuff behind mm -hmm. it, is it even worth it? Do you feel like it's even like moving forward as you grow your business? Could that money go into like marketing dollars, PR dollars, like, you know, website, branding improvements, or do you think that fashion shows are really needed? Um... I'm gonna speak from a fashion lover, designer perspective, and then I'm gonna answer your question mm -hmm. um, 
also from a business perspective. Um, fashion designers love fashion shows, right? Okay. That's when you get to show your talent. That's when you get to. I like you like photo shoots? Like okay, I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I could Zans see. do love shows, though. I, yeah. I could see um, photo shoots, mm -hmm. but I, I think it's like, and, and I don't have a kid yet. I don't know if the audience or anybody who's watching. Um, sorry, has kids. It's like giving. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, um, but some people can probably relate to that, or mm -hmm. some. Um, can't, but I think it's like a, a kid opening a Christmas present. It's like giving birth to your first child. Um, when I did my first fashion show, y'all, I felt like, oh my God, like this is really happening. This is like your your prove it moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is like, you know, kid in the candy store type of stuff. Because, um, you know, you do it because you love the, the art, the art, right? Yeah. Um, but is it a, a money maker? No, it's not a cash cow. It, it's for it, the passion. It's not about the money. Right. When you have the show. It's about the passion. Right, right, yeah. right. And and, it, and and I guess if it's necessary, I would say, you know, I had a conversation with a, 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 a stylist, and um, she had a great point. She, she, and I asked her the same question, and, and I've um, actually debated that for years. Um, one, with my business mentor, and myself who's actually a fashion lover and that sort of thing. Well, I've always been pushing fashion shows and she said the fashion show is not um, to make money. It's right? not. It's, it's a visibility. It, it's, it's to a bring a brand awareness, but then if you want to make money, you probably want to do pop-up shop like you said, yeah. where you're not, you're not going to sell at some fashion shows or most fashion shows unless you're a vendor. Yeah. Right? Unless you already have something on, on, on display that you want to sell. Right. But if you just bringing out a new collection, I mean, you'll have one of one. Me. You know what I'm saying? You, yeah. you probably wouldn't have enough to even sell, make them in people's sizes and True. are readily available. Coming from an industry standpoint, it's the show before market week. So yeah. you got fashion, fashion week where most people like kind of have their shows in. And the week after fashion week is market week. So market week is that week where like the buyers are in the showrooms, they're taking meetings, they're meeting with different designers at their houses and stuff like that, trying to figure out, or not even figure out, but like trying to buy products to like staff their, like to stock their stores with. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's like you invite the buyers and stuff like that out to the fashion show so they can see like a preview to see, even see if they're interested, which is where the visibility and the awareness comes in. And then market week is how you start booking them to come and see the pieces more closer up because of course they, they only can see what's on the runway. But seeing them more close enough, looking at the quality, seeing that what the production times are, what other colors, options, sizes, and stuff like that. So I do think it's, it's beneficial mm -hmm. as long as you got the right people in the room. Mm. And, um... Well, if that's, if that's your goal, if your goal is to get into stores, or the right people being in the room, being not just stylists, but people who actually know them back. Right. So you're target consumers. Having right. your target consumers in the room is beneficial because they're like, oh damn! As soon as that launch on the website, I'm buying that. I'm pre-ordering that or whatever. So I think target consumers in the room. If you're like a direct to consumer person and you just like don't want to work with stores, but if you want to work with stores, having a having the right buyers in the room is like beneficial. Right, yeah. and 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 I think to your point, um, I've always even. Um, said that to myself and I've written this down mm -hmm. um, it, it's just that um, 
in my in my opinion, from what I've seen in the limited um I wanna say access that I had mm -hmm. at the time, right? I invited people that again, my market was club course, so that's the type of crowd I had access. Oh, you to. had the right people in your room. Right, but not biased. And I always thought like having a showroom was a little bit separate from the actual show. Mm -hmm. I mean, remember, I'm self-taught. I didn't go to school for this. Right. So I've learned throughout, um, you know, doing this, talking to different people like yourself, etc. So I don't know if the <laughs> interview we can ask the interviewer question. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can ask me questions. It's a combo. Okay. Right, right, we have right, a conversation. Right. Yeah, <laughs> What's yeah, up? Yeah. So um, do you think it's, um, well, do you think it's proper from what you've learned in school to have the buyers in the crowd of the fashion show or do you want to have a separate, excuse me, a separate time or maybe even before the fashion show, I think you mentioned that earlier, where they view the clothes. And stuff beforehand. So, yeah, because, yeah. It's, but it's not a school thing. This is, I've worked in the industry for a long time, so I'm, I'm gonna get you, nothing. yeah, I'm like, so not a school thing because they don't teach you all this shit in school, but I've worked in the fashion industry for a long time, mm -hmm. so. Beforehand, media, the journalists, the writers, the reporters, the people that are going to commentate, you know, the name to see it so that they can show up at the damn show and write the damn stories. Right. Put you out there. That's what's going to give you that media coverage. That's what the beforehand people are. In the actual fashion show, yes, you need to invite the buyers because that is the, the fuel to get them to come to the showroom. Why would they come? Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like why would they schedule that time to meet with you and look at your pieces if they don't even like what they see on the runway? So that is getting them there to at least view and see what's happening. It's gonna intrigue them to come to Market Week and to come to your showroom or come to where you're to look at things up close and put in an order. The whole point of them coming over from Market Week is to put in an order. They wouldn't even come if they wasn't gonna spend some of their actual stock dollars on you. Mm. So buyers do need to be there because of course the fast show is free. Mm. They can sit there, they can get cute, they can get drinking, get a little VIP treatment and all that stuff that they're right. looking for. And then their treatment, that view of those clothes, that branding, that's I'm like, you know what? And then also the crowd. Mm. They're looking around to see how intrigued people are. Mm. You know, they're looking around to see what type of people are in the room. Does the people in this room mm align with who our target consumer is because a buyer is buying for a certain store or they're buying for a certain uh, person. So like you have women's wear buyers, you got men's wear buyers, but even with women's wear buyers, you got a ton of categories. You got women's wear buyers that only do dresses, only do missing, only do um, athleisure, lingerie, bras, right. da, 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 da. So if their target consumer is in that room right. and what you got on that runway, that is what's going to aid them in coming to your showroom to actually place an order and you know start to build that business relationship with you. It's like the preliminary. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But another way to do that, um, and I tell people this all the time, like, you know, the fashion New York Fashion Week, right. ain't no buying tickets for New York Fashion Week. Invite only is high end brands. Right. But the good thing about this is that the the schedule of shows right. is always published. Right. You know where they're gonna be at. Right. You know that they're gonna be there every hour on the hour. Right. Mob style. You and your models come and do a runway in the middle of fucking Lincoln Center. And I know a, a company that did that, and then they start getting it into stores because it's just like, you don't have to have your own fashion show because sometimes it's hard to get, if you're going after, you know, higher end stores, it's hard to get those people to you. Mm -hmm. So go to where they are. Mm -hmm. 
and they they it was a company called PSRVR, and they did like leather jackets and stuff. They basically flash mob literally in the middle of Fashion Week. They knew they did it right in between. I think it was like a, a Bottega Veneta show and a Balenciaga show, and they came guns blazing. I don't know how they must have practiced that shit in the field somewhere because it was so many. It was like thirty bottles, and they wow. was on point. They was on point. They came out of nowhere, and they was boom, 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 like runway as they're coming out of the shows. So right. the timing was mm-hmm. perfect because people are coming out like, what the hell is going on? They're going right. to stop. Right, right, right. And then you had another person out there giving out their lookbooks, right. giving out their stuff. So it was like, it was one person that's literally like street style, like giving out the stuff as the models walk. The models not doing it. The models are just walking through. Right. Um, they did, I think they did it in Lincoln Center at that time, just walking through Lincoln mm-hmm. Center, just mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom with the fashion or whatever. And it was somebody else, like the PR person, handing stuff to people that was coming out the shows. That they didn't know who was who, but yeah. they're like, you look important, you getting one, everybody getting one. And there's a lot of people in that area either waiting for a show to start, leaving a show, approaching a show. Mm-hmm. I was just like, smart as hell. Somebody smart. Um, wow. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know how much time you have. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> I, I would say there was something like that that um, I did early on in my career. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, not to that effect that you explained it, mm-hmm. right? To that effect is a little bit more structure. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I, I see some potential chaos, if, if I may say so myself. It's public though. It's a public street. I mean, Lincoln Park. Anybody can go to Lincoln Center. Okay, so what I this is what I did to, to <laughs> and, and and I felt bad and you know, um, and, and you know in business you don't want to have a reputation of, um, one, I called it crashing someone else's some fashion show. But it's in the middle though. That was another thing. That's why I thought it was very structured because they didn't go at a time of nobody else. If they went in between the shows. Right. So it's like people going outside getting lunch or whatever, but they didn't do it in the same time. Like they literally like you can look at the time slots. There's always like thirty to forty five minutes in between each show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They in the middle, so they didn't really do anything. They in a public area. Yeah. And they're not storming nobody's show. Right. They outside. No, right, right, right. Nah, but listen, um, your 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 point is well taken, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to sort of um told you what I did, mm-hmm. um, just maybe for the viewers, just to kind of sort of, um see where you and I can learn from each other because mm-hmm. I did do that mm-hmm. and and in, in a sense where it wasn't just um, the show but it was in a facility where I went in I had models with me and I just gave them my clothes and then they were just walking around oh. and these people showed and then they had my cards and they passed and they were passing them out. Now, granted, it was someone that I knew. Okay. It, it, it's, it's somebody that invited me to the show, mm-hmm. but I was not a guest designer. I was not told I could feature on the show. And that's where I was like, you know what? Um, if I keep doing this, this can follow me. Were they upset about it? Or? I, I don't know. Because they didn't comfort, excuse me, they didn't come um, to me about it. They didn't. Um, you know, have a confrontation with me. They didn't uh, confront me about it. So I'm not really sure if they were upset. But I remember some being said along the line of, um, this is my show. You didn't even ask me. I, I remember the but girl... You know, it was, but it wasn't said to you. It was said to somebody else? Or what was it? I think you? in conversation, mm-hmm. while I was greeting her and saying, hey, this is one of my models, 
she's wearing one of my clothes, right? As a friendly meet and greet, mm-hmm. right? Um, she was like, oh, this is my show, and you didn't even ask me. To say um, that, you know, there was a, a problem or anything, I didn't sense that because later on we hung out. Um, uh-huh. But I just thought it was brought to my attention. Okay. I mean, you know, could I have been more organized? You know, could I have been more mindful uh, of where and how, you know, um, the her show was structured? Yeah. I think um, what you explained, the, the, the other designers did. Yeah, it seems as though it was possible, it was feasible as the way I did it. Absolutely. But, but I, I, I was trying to pivot that, um, and I thought about that this year. I was like, yo, should I do some more things like that? Well, I take an opportunity, but I'm like, nah, I don't want to be known for no, that guy. Definitely. Like, yo. Do it, just be, just be strategic. Uh-huh. I say do it. Do it and be strategic. Yeah? Yeah, do it. Why not? Why not? I, I felt like I graduated from that where I've been able to have my own thing you, you, and, you and I don't need to do that anymore you, you I feel like I passed that I would say you would only do it if it was a certain goal that you were trying to obtain mm. you know like they had a goal in mind and it's like this is how we gonna get that damn goal we want mm. to be in higher end stores we want to be in Nordstrom Society for Bloomingdale so if there's a particular goal or something that you're sorting after absolutely but right. if it's not then yeah no need mm. yeah Okay, I mean, listen, um, I, I, I'm taking notes. <laughs> we probably will discuss that more offline. Absolutely. Right? <laughs> so before we head out, yeah. um, I have one segment, last segment, it's called It's a Muse. So anything that you want to share that is maybe an affirmation, a mantra, it could be a book, it can be a, a prayer, anything that you utilize that continues to propel you forward, keep you driven, keep you ambitious, that you want to share with another creator. Um... What keeps me moving forward is um, challenges mm-hmm. that I haven't accomplished. Because yeah, so, okay. so um, and, and, and I know it's a long answer. I know sometimes I give complicated answers, and I and I'm looking at the viewers. Is you know if, if I say you know it's uh, one of those motivational speeches, mm-hmm. it may not resonate like anybody else okay. right what right. did it for me is it, it, not what's going to do it for them sure. and I also don't think that when it comes to fashion I need the motivation mm-hmm. right I think that I, I'm thinking of how far I've been in the game and how much I haven't gotten accomplished mm-hmm. so every day that lights up a fire under my ass now someone can just say listen that's simply saying you know, you have your own motivation and, and, and that may not transpire to other people. But I would ask, think about um, how much you could be doing um, a year from now. True. 2024 is coming, set some goals. I posted something recently that says, a sc- what's scary as hell is to be in the same place you was last year. Right. Yeah. That, that so hurts. For next year to come, for a new year to come around, you'd be in the same exact place. That, that, that hurts. You need to grow, elevate every year. Yeah, so, yeah. I like that. Op- your obstacles and what yeah. your challenges are. Yeah, I'll I mean, do yourself. You ain't done. Right. You know what I'm I saying? I outdo myself. Yeah. I gotta outdo myself. <laughs> it turns into an affirmation for me. Yeah. I gotta outdo myself. I'm gonna scream it at the top of my lungs. I'm gonna outdo myself. <laughs> 
but oh man <laughs> all right so i'm gonna put all of your information in the show notes but if yes. you want to go ahead and throw out your instagram and how to contact you how to yes. you know place an order with you yes uh so um i am uh known by majesty 22 uh and that's on every pl platform um for ig it's m-a-j-e-s-t-y the number 22 underscore and then um, First Impress is the woman's line, which is also on IG. And it's F-I-R-S-T-E-M-P-R-E-S-S -S underscore. Um, on Facebook, I am Majesty22, which is um, just like uh, previously spelled. It is um, Majesty22 underscore apparel, which is um, A-P-P. E R E L, or should I say A P P R E L? And um, my website is www.majesty22.com. So it's just Majesty22. I think you can just Google it. And you ain't got to Google it because it's going to be in the show notes when you listen to this. <laughs> Whether you on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, SoundCloud, Breaker, Stitcher, all of that stuff, iHeartRadio is going to be in the show yeah. notes. So just click the link. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, um, <laughs> You, you better said than I could have explained it. Um, I think, you know, I botched that a little bit. The Facebook page is one that I haven't you used. You know what I'm, I'm going to put them on. Everything so. <laughs> that's on there is going in the show notes. So all they got to do is click it, okay? We make yeah, it easy. Yeah, we yeah. make it I, easy I for y'all. I didn't pass spelling bee. Me neither. I suck. I suck it. That's so. why I became a designer, huh? Yeah, I, I suck it. I am not a speller. Yeah, so, uh, I'm not a speller. I'm an artist. And I, and I practiced <laughs> that before the show, and I still botched it. Ain't that something? <laughs> okay. uh, that's crazy, right? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. cheers. Well, happy cheers, Friday. Happy fashion. Friday. Thank you. And as I always me. say, people, stay black, stay black, stay black, stay black, stay black, stay black in fashion. Stay black in and thank fashion. Thank you so much, Ron, for joining me. No it was amazing. I think we had a great conversation, and yes. I hope y'all enjoyed this. We'll be back. I'm gonna have to bring you back. We might have to have some more convos. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right, but y'all stay black. Peace All out. All right, take care. Bye. All right.